to another episode of the Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality Cast, where we are covering episodes 9 to 11 of The Circle US Season 2. And you know what, Chris? Today, we are the 29th best podcast or most popular podcast in <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> as a man once said. Um, well, Dave, you, you bamboozled me there with that I like, one. I mean, I, I think I, I, I'm I'm thinking. I know I've only done this once before, but I'm thinking I might just pick out one of these random charts from random I think countries you should. <laughs> I think you should. every now and then, just to throw you off a bit. That's but you know, it's coming. It's it's no, it's not as much fun. But uh, yeah, I, Chris, Vietnam. Who knew? Someone's listening. <laughs> Maybe it's our love for Chuck Norris films, Dave. You know, the old Missing in Action Fucking stuff. Hell, I can't imagine <laughs> Missing in Action 2 is that popular over there. <laughs> no, I guess. <laughs> Not really, Dave. Rambo and shit like that. So. Oh, <laughs> anyway, Chris. Anyway. So we're getting into, like I say, episodes 9 to 11. And quite a lot happens here. But start off of episode 9. It's all around John, really, isn't it? Coming into the circle. So at the end of episode 8, we saw that Jack and Lisa had been, uh, you know, they didn't know anything was happening. They end up in the same little apartment. And, you know, they're going to be this character, John. And so they put together his profile. He's going to be a psychic from Morgantown, West Virginia. He's married to uh, his husband, Terry, and they've got three kids. I mean, what what do you reckon to, to John and the fact that, you know, he's, he's initially in this lurker mode so he can see the circle chat? I think the one thing I'd say, Dave, if if you've watched The Circle previously, why would you pick a psychic? You know, I'm not saying, you know, obviously the, these people who they pick must be models or they must be some talent agent who they just use the stock footage of if they're catfishing. But, I mean, a psychic, that's really interesting to pick that if you are a catfish, which they are. And I do think that the guys on the show, like you've got River in there, aren't you, at the moment? you know, and, and uh, played by Lee. And yeah. I think that is an unbelievable catfish straight away. And and I think with the US one, what I found is a lot of the people who are cat, other than um, Terry, obviously it's his wife, isn't it? But but like uh, River with Lee and this one. his husband. Who? Terry's his husband. Terry's a dude. Yeah, he's her, her husband, isn't it? I thought Terry was, um, the, the girl was playing her husband. Oh, Trevor. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> who's, who's Terry, Dave? Terry, who's Terry? Terry is the husband of John the Mystic. <laughs> you can't what throw out random names am I and fucking about? expect me to know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Right, Trevor, Dave, Trevor. Right, That's believable. Right. Sorry, that's believable. <laughs> Okay, now I've had a drink. Um, right, so so Trevor, we'll go back to Trevor. He's the only catfish that I think is plausible. I think Lee with River and this one for uh, Jack, you know, what they've picked now is for Jack and that is just unbelievable. I, I don't buy it, but nobody's even questioning really until we get to episode 11. But I love the pretense of putting them together because in the US season, this has never happened. It didn't happen in the first series. So it's something they've introduced just recently across the globe. This is really interesting the way they're doing this. So I want to see how far these two get. Are they, are they good enough to get to the final? Because they have the knowledge of the other contestants and that's where it, it can help, but it can also make them come unstuck as well. So I want to see how that plays out. And I'm dying not to ruin the UK one because Lauren's going to get me again, Dave. Uh, I was going to say, is that, so they've not done this in the US one. So is that a spoiler for the UK season? <laughs> <laughs> it's a global one, Dave. I'm sorry. I can't say, I can't possibly say, allegedly. But what well, I think, go on, go on, go on. I, I think the fact they've picked a psychic, they've done that because they've got Jack and Lisa who have ha- who've been in these circles chats you know and they'll have had these private conversations as well so they've got knowledge of these people who are already in the circle so they could play up this psychic thing 
you know, because they know a bit about the circle players already, don't they? I think yeah. that's why they picked the psychic. But, you know, it's on you're on dodgy ground if it's like, you know, pick a number between one to ten as as they were doing later. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't you? So I I don't know. It's just a bit fun, isn't it? It's just a persona. Um it's not one I would have picked because it's like unless you're fucking psychic, that is a tough one <laughs> to actually blag, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is to be fair. And I've got something to admit, Dave, to you and all the listeners. She does my fucking head in and she's just ridiculous the way she screams. But oh, I am sort of... you Chloe, are you? No, no, no. I'm actually swaying towards Chloe winning it, Dave, now after watching these episodes because... Who, who she, does your head in then? Chloe does my head in for the way she screams and shouts. Oh. But I think, I think she's got a great shout to win it. And I can sort of, out of everyone else in there, I think she's probably the most interesting character now. If I take a step back mm. from my, uh, so my reality TV hate of these fake celebrities, <laughs> I think, I think she's, I think she's going to possibly go all the way. She's got a shout, hasn't she? Definitely yeah. got a shout. Um, so uh, I, when they have this circle chat, you know, and they find out that, that they've voted out, um, Lance and Emily and you know so they've nabbed two catfish so well done to them and John's uh, sorry Jack and Lisa as John uh, are listening in you know I I thought it was interesting that Mitchell straight away admits flirting with Emily and uh, Chloe's like what the fuck? All oh, right, okay. That's why you stopped <laughs> flirting with me, is it? I thought that was a bit of a... He's come in with all the bravado, hasn't he, Mitchell, about how, you know, he's going to play the game better than his brother and his mum. But, you know, I think he fucked up a bit there because he, he you know, friend-zoning Chloe, she, well, it was actually his, uh, his loyalty to Trevor as his you know, vocal monologue was was saying, but she's thinking now that, well, because he was flirting with Emily, that's why she, that's why he bend off Chloe. Yeah, I do. And and did you not think, I, I was thought the conversation, Dave, with Mitch and Chloe was quite interesting as well. When, you know, we were questioning, you know, he said he was a virgin and all that, but you know what? I think he is. I think that was so sincere, that conversation. Mm. Yeah, so I think he's from a very religious place, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I suspect he is, um, but I I just suspect he's randy as fuck because of it. (laughs) That's why he's being so flirty. He just needs to get his rocks off. Um, (laughs) But I tell you what, Chris, up until this episode, episode nine, I thought Kat was playing a great game and she seemed to have people, you know, she was figuring out people. She was calling out, you know, this person's a catfish. I think this person's a catfish and she was generally on the money. But I think she really lost it because everyone was trying to figure out, okay, who did Jack and Lisa go and see? And the fact that everyone was thinking, well, which one was it? I think Emily you know, everyone was expecting Emily would have gone and s- to see Chloe. And Kat was having none of it, was she? No. And then she's really fucked up there by inviting River and Courtney into a chat and basically trying to throw Chloe under the bus. I, I think that's fucked her herself over, hasn't it? It did, to be fair, because what's good about this is, and I said it to you in the past, it's going off the US series as well, Dave, so I'm not ruining the UK one, <laughs> is people... Not everybody admitted when someone came to visit them. Some would have a private chat and maybe admit to their closest person. They say, oh, yeah, this person came to see me. But it's very rare that someone openly told the group. This was brilliant because, obviously, we know they've gone in another room. It was great the way that everyone was dead suspicious, like, well, where, where have, they, who have they gone to see? Yeah. Someone's lying. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and, it, and, it, and I think, to be fair, nobody has twigged, hang on a minute, maybe they haven't gone to see anybody, and that's what I really like. Whether we're going to get that Kaiser Souza moment uh, when we get to, like, episode 12 or we a little bit of suspicion, I suppose, as the episodes go on here, the, the three that we're reviewing. But I, I was thinking, you know what? It's genius because it's created so much doubt. And like you say, yeah. Kat had come in. She's obviously seen the show. She knows how to play the game, but she really made a mistake there because yeah. Courtney, not necessarily River, but Courtney, 
he's been playing the oh. game day from the start. He knows yeah. what to do, and 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 Cap played right into his hands there. He's a good player, Courtney, isn't he? Very he's good, very crafty, very crafty indeed. And and yeah, Cat. I think Cat was screwed as as soon as she opened that private chat with River and Courtney. And uh, yeah, without spoiling the end, uh, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. When uh, about who gets blocked on uh, episode eleven? But I mean, when John does come into the circle, Chris, every, everyone's being super nice to him. Yeah, everyone. And, and and again, Dave, no suspicion, no nothing. It's a new character. He's a psychic. He's it, good. I think what I think what's going to be interesting is because obviously Lisa and Jack have their own way of texting and dialogue, is whether they work together as a team so that yeah. they, they're... Because look, if it was me and you, you would be really good. And I'd be like, I am mate. How are you doing, mate? And all that. So, so you'd be like, well, hang on a minute. One minute, you know, if it was, you know, we were one character, say we were we were Dave, and it's like, well, hang on. One minute, Dave's dead, like, polite, and he's dead articulate. The next minute, he just sounds like a scroll. <laughs> the next you know? minute, there's spelling mistakes. Well, I guess someone's <laughs> typing it for you. Hey, uh, you've seen my mistake. message. <laughs> there's no fucking commas there's the, <laughs> it's just a string of words what's going on circle <laughs> hey Dave we should tell everyone that because when we chat I just type what I'm thinking dead quick and then I send it and then I read it and I go oh for you don't read it you don't, no you afterwards it after when, after yeah when I go after. Chris I've read that three times and I I honestly don't know <laughs> I, I mean to be honest I'm almost used to it now so some of them some of the times I'll read it and then after a couple of times I'm like all oh, right I know I know what he's talking about there but yeah we have our own language. <laughs> <laughs> It's a criticism. <laughs> it is. I love that because I think I've done it before when I've, I've ranted about something and then I read it back and it'll, it's only saying something like, you know, what a bell end or something. It's always something like, uh, I rang the bell or something, or something stupid. And you're like, what? And it is, like you said, there is times where you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so it, the circle would help me a lot, Dave, because I do I do it all the time when I'm texting, don't I WhatsApp everything. And, and great always comes out as Greta. Fucking Greta Thunberg for some reasons. So always comes out as Greta. I don't know how. Correct. Chooses some weird words at times. Oh, unbelievable. And if you put uh, fucking, which I do pretend a lot to you, Dave, it says ducking because of the ducking, iPhone. Always, and no matter, yeah. or, no matter what you do, it goes to ducking. So it takes me ages to change it. So yeah, I, I would be great on it because someone else is doing my auto correct, Dave. But uh, yeah, we'd get sauce straight away. If it was left to our, if you were asleep and I was the one texting, we'd be fucked. We'd be like, this is two people here. <laughs> so, so I've just found the one I was thinking, the last one where I had to admit defeat and I just didn't know what you were, <laughs> what you were saying. So I'm out of the game. I think he's kicking 10 tons of shit out of the cloakroom. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> no context nothing I'm like I just don't know I admit defeat on that one <laughs> now in my head what that meant was we had a time we were supposed to be podcasting but I have a guy building me a downstairs toilet but there was no context what it actually meant you <laughs> just like right okay Chris yeah Whatever, the fact so. that you exactly there's no context. So the fact that you used to run a podcast called the Contextual Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony! <laughs> Don't ask me to spell it, Dave. But anyway, <laughs> but um, but Chris, what, what did you make to the Geek Chic quiz? I mean, uh, you had a you had a few questions in there. You know about like the planets and stuff. Obviously, you'd expect John to get that because uh, Jack is an astrophysicist. I thought the thing that would out Trevor was the basketball question. Did did you get all three players there, uh, Dave? I used to love a bit of the basketball. Yeah, I did actually, but but only because I've watched a lot of uh, I watched the Last Dance with obviously MJ, and it has a lot of old current players. And I have a I have a knowledge of basketball because I used to be really into it. I'm not anymore. So, so yeah, but that's only because of that, Dave. And when we've been to America, I end up being a fair weather fan and sort of going to support 
certain players and, and and getting really into it when I'm in the US, like I'm American. And then when I come over, I never watch it. Dave. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I'm the same with the baseball, actually. So if, if you're in a sports bar or something like that, and American football, I'll, I'll watch a bit over here, but never watch baseball over here. But when you're over there and you're just immersed in it and it's in the season, it, it's, it's an all right watch. But, um, yeah. yeah, it is. But, I, so I was just going to say, I, I thought, though, that would out Trevor. But the fact that River says that Jay-Z has 100 problems when they're trying to do the maths problem, I can't believe <laughs> more people haven't just said, yeah, he's definitely not the age that he says he is. <laughs> it's 99 problems, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's counting Beyonce as the 100, Dave. I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I I thought that was that was almost his Jack moment, you know, when Jack did the makeup challenge. I I thought that would uh, that would completely outriver, but he seems to have gotten away with it. You know, if you in the following episodes, no one really calls him out properly on that. No, I, I think what Rivers done, Dave or Lee, he, he's just he's not upset anybody. And he's just gone along with everything, hasn't it? And obviously, because of his character as River, they know that he's not into sports. He's not into, you know, he, he looks like a proper sort of hippie, I suppose, isn't he? He's he, he, one of them people, just a free spirit. I think that's probably why he's getting a free ticket on some of these things. Mm. Because I've, when you watch it, you're like, come on. But he's, he is a nice guy, Dave. To be fair, he, he seems yeah. pr- pretty uh, pretty down to earth, pretty solid, and he could be a, an, another contender for the final. I think he is, and and not just because of his character River, but like you say, when you go back to Lee, you know he's he just seems to be having so much fun playing the game, you know, and I I, I just appreciate that. It doesn't hold grudges. I think I like the way Courtney's playing the game. But I don't know. I don't know if I like how snipey he is. You know, once he gets something in his head about a particular player, that's it. He's absolutely gunning for them. And, and yeah, I just think he's playing a much in a much nastier way. Whereas Lee just seems to be like you know just laughing about everything. And and you know if he gets screwed over like he does a little bit later, he just sort of laughs about it and gets on with it. So I, I think that's quite endearing. I'm glad you said that though, Dave, about Courtney, because I think it is going to be his demise. And I will say, he always says like, what a good guy he is and he's not playing games and what you see is what you get. And then he does completely (laughs) the fucking opposite, Dave. So I don't think he's got the memo of like, are you really sure what you're saying is the same as what you're playing? But it's making for good viewership because he seems to be everybody's sort of friend. But I've got a feeling that that might turn or it might cost him the final. Mm. And I don't know how. I don't know. You know, Obviously, we don't know what happens because we're watching this in order. And we will watch it over the next few days because there's only two more episodes left. However, I'd be surprised one. if... One, is it what? Sorry, one and a reunion, isn't there? Sorry. Um, but I'd be surprised if he wins it, I must admit. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I do think he's playing, like I say, a very tactical game. You see, him and Court, uh, uh, sorry, him and River are, are thick as thieves, aren't they? You know, and so I, I think they're pretty tight there. They they basically throw Cat under the bus with Chloe, don't they? So oh, you know, big Chloe time. had no idea. <laughs> they're like <laughs> they just completely throw her to the wolves, and uh, Chloe's not happy about it. Cat knows that this is a bit of a risk, and tries to reach out for to Chloe, you know, to try and smooth it over in, in case they have said anything. Again, Chris, I thought all this was was fascinating because you've got that paranoia. It's like oh. This, is she being genuine? Is she not? I, I thought it was great the way that unfolded. Yeah, and it, that's game playing though, Dave. Courtney yeah. and River, to be fair, exactly what we were just saying. You're so right. But also when Kat, like you say, she gets Chloe in the chat, she's having fucking none of it, Dave. <laughs> she's like, yeah, okay. But but I think as 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 this happens, it's weird, isn't it, how someone who seems to have their feet on the ground and Kat... And also we've seen it where people have switched from being the most popular to the most, you know, the yeah. most not the most hated, yeah, but yeah. most unpopular. Cat, this was just set up. You just, I, just, I don't know why, but I knew straight away I thought Cat's going. 
as soon as he's gone, she's mm. gone. She's gone, yeah. whether it's this episode, the next or whatever. She'd literally just outplayed herself in the game, to be honest. Well, I think she probably just got a bit confident. I think she came in with a game plan. Like you say, she's she's had to have seen the previous season. So, she, you know, she's pretty confident in herself. But then she just, it was like a schoolboy error, wasn't it? You know, bad-mouthing, you know, one player to two other players. And you, you don't know what their relationships are. No, no. And, and and that is a risk you're taking into to win, I suppose. Yeah. And, it, and and look, it happens. We've seen it so many times. But I will say, Dave, as as we, we go into the episode 10, the Democracy Day one, this game felt like Big Brother to me. You know, you know mm. when you watch Big Brother and, and they'll all be laid down somewhere and all of a sudden a piece of music comes on, they've all got to run and stand on a board somewhere. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. It just felt like a Big Brother. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it did feel, and very patriotic as well, Dave, I will say. We don't have that sort of patriotism in the UK, do we? If, no. If the, if the, um, if the um, national anthem's played, it's either at a sporting event or if it's played anywhere else, you're pretty much called a racist in the UK. So, um, yeah, I love the, the patriotism of the Americans because we don't really have it over here anymore. Well, that's because the far right basically adopted our flags in the in the 70s and 80s, yes. didn't they? <laughs> and it Big becomes time. A, bit, a bit tricky. It's like the fucking... Have you seen the Punisher logo? You know, yes, Marvel's they're trying Punisher. to get that moved, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. It's like, fuck's sake, you know, all these far-right groups starting to use it. It's like, fuck off, he's a comic book character. <laughs> <laughs> and a good one and as well. And it's a fucking good logo, and I was looking at tattoos of those. So, you know, I'm <laughs> fucking glad, glad I haven't now. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree, though, about the patriotism. It, 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 it was always a, a, not a surprise, that's not quite the right word, but it, it was always kind of refreshing whenever I went across to the US when you see in the flags and everything. It's like, oh, no, they're proud of it. Whereas we're like, you know, basically, unless there's a football tournament or something like that, you know, you don't see them uh, in England, do you? No, and, and look, I, I'm going to tell you a little story now, Dave, one of Chris's stories. So when we went to Vegas in 2012 and at you know, you know, I absolutely love America. I, I want to live there. I've wanted to live there since I was a kid. Fascination with the whole place, cars, everything. Just, I can't explain it. I've just, it's just something. I, I read an article, I think I've said it before, I was 17 at work. And there's an article about me and I was talking about America then, you know, like New York, Chicago. I don't necessarily think I'd, I'd said Vegas, but it was always on the radar. I've always been fascinated by it. I remember went to Vegas the first time. We're at the Bellagio Fountains and obviously every half hour, mm. From about 10 in the morning, we have different songs on. So you've got Frank Sinatra. My, I got videos from when we were in 2018. Michael Jackson was on. I think it was Beat It and everything. But one song, <laughs> fuck you, you're just going to be like, you are such a fair weather fan. But I'll be honest with you, David, I can't explain it, but I have a little bit of patriotism towards the US, right? And I can't explain it because of my love. <laughs> I would happily become a US citizen. This could be people slating me here and everything. But, have, yeah. No, well, probably not, no. <laughs> uh, hey, Dave, I could become the president. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but, really yeah. No, okay. Right, so anyway, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still at the last show fountains and me and Sam are there and we're like, we're waiting for it to come on and it's like, comes on every half hour and every 15 minutes at peak times. And this song comes on, right? And all these Americans stood there and were just like putting their hands, you know, on the chest. It wasn't National Anthem, it was Lee Greenwood. I'm proud to be an American, which I've got on my YouTube channel. I may have put my hand on my chest, Dave. Oh, like, I'm talking. I just got overcome, Dave. I was even rocking. I was even fucking listening to shit fucking songs like Brian Adams' Summer of 69, which I hated when we did it in the band. And oh, it was stuff like that. Song. It's fucking rubbish. Yeah, try singing it, Dave. Fucking rubbish song, that, right? But it, but when I was <laughs> no, there... that's why you don't That's like why, it. yeah. It's terrible shit. to sing. Yeah. Oh, it's awful to sing. Yeah. That key change in the middle, Dave. Man, we were killing time. Anyway... <laughs> that's why I don't do it now but, but I did Dave I've got all my hands up and say I did get a little bit carried away and became quite patriotic for a country that I've never was born in and only visited once at the time but there you go you know what I think it is Chris for us Gen Xers I think when you're growing up and you're seeing all the American TV in the 80s you know things like the Fall Guy you know A-Team 
Uh, even uh, the the Incredible Hulk. Although I know you shit scared of it, but <laughs> why did you bring that one? But, <laughs> but for you, like Cannonball Run. Um, yeah. You know, you're watching all these TV shows and movies, and America's just so much. It's a different world entirely, isn't it, from growing yeah. up in the north of England? <laughs> you know, so I think you. Most people growing up, I think, have a bit of a, a, a love for the US and, and it's born out of, you know, uh, watching these fantastic TV shows and movies and stuff. Or, or you know, <laughs> when you're a kid watching these things, when we go back and watch them for the VHS Strikes Back, you're like, whoa, that's fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, we're about to review Police Academy, so they... <laughs> Go. Oh my god! (laughs) I've already watched it. Oh my god! But yeah, but no, you're right. I I just I can't explain it. So when I see this, I am quite envious because we don't have that patriotism in the UK. We just don't. And and you're right. We can't display the Union Jack anymore because of the far right, the left wing, not the far right, the left wing. um, You know, horrible racist group. The right wing, whichever, left wing, right wing, Dave, whatever way you do, it's 4-4 four, four, fucking two. I think you're two. on the ground, you're not sure about it, right? Yeah, just a little bit. But, but anyway, it's 4-4 four, four, fucking two, Dave, as Mike Bassett four, said. Four, but, yeah. but either way, we can't this. So I do, so when they do games like this, I'm quite envious. I always think it's nice because everybody mm. is patriotic to the flag. It doesn't matter who, you, who is the president, whatever, you're patriotic to the country, so we are just not in the UK. If you hear that God Save the Queen when... We're actually watching the football. All everyone's doing in the UK is looking to see who actually knows the lyrics. No one's there going, oh, these are the patriotic. You're looking on who knows the song, who knows the song. And you get loads of footy players who don't even know it. Yeah, and, and you know, if you hear that on the streets, you're looking out for a chair fucking flying through the air towards your head, aren't you? <laughs> you know, glass, because the yeah. fucking hooligans are on their way. Those, those are the only patriots. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, I think I don't think you were in the band. It was before you were in the band, but we did it at a gig. And I think I've told you this one, when we were all there set up and this guy's like, you're getting changed, lads. We're like, no, we're here as we are. Adidas trainers, fucking cheapo Primark jeans on and that. He's like, all right. And we stood there setting up next minute. We heard this crackling of a record and the, the national anthem come on. We were in an ex-servicemen's <laughs> and everybody stood up watching us, Dave. And we were in a line like footballers, like sweating, didn't know the words properly or anything. I'm like, oh, and everyone oh, was watching word. us. Oh, it wasn't the best. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, completely nothing to do with the circle, but there you go. Uh, no. So so uh, let me think. Right. So... You know what I would say about Chloe? You know, you you say you warm into her now, and, and yeah. but the laughing and stuff puts you off a bit. She ain't that smart. You know, I think I think on her introduction, she said like, oh yeah, America and England and Britain, I don't think they've had any wars or anything. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so she's not, she's not, let's, let me say that well educated, it seems. I think I'm on safe ground there, aren't I? Yeah. Um, but she does seem remarkably intuitive as well. So she doesn't, you know, she, I think she does read people and, and you know, she can figure out situations. Like with the cat thing, you know, and, and she's sort of, for me, cat did that damage limitation. I, I thought she, the words she said, I thought were, were pretty good, but Chloe could see straight through it. And another one, I, I think, is Mitchell. I, th- I think he's, I, I, I said in the last episode, apart from when there's a pretty face involved, <laughs> I think, you know, or, or, you know, he's having a bit of a bromance. But with some other things, I think he's he's quite intuitive. And he's the one who actually tells Kat that Courtney's the Joker. Yes. And you've not seen, obviously, you've mentioned his brother. What I would mm. say about Mitchell and his brother, Dave, everything that went on or that's gone on so far, Mitchell and his brother in the first series on the money, on the money, read people so well, you know, like saying that's, that's a guy that that's a, you know, you know, stuff like that. And you're like, Mm. how have you come up with that? Very clever at reading the room. So I think Mitchell's the same day. He's got a real good Mm. intuition that he reads the room really well. The fact that he's the only one who fought Courtney is the Joker, which he was, he's, he's good. He's, he's read that really well. Mm, yeah, yeah. And i tell you what, Chris, now that the players, you know, we, we're, like I say, the next episode we'll cover will be episode 12 and that'll be the final. And uh, it is getting 
more and more interesting. So when there were more players, you know, and they they were new, you know, everyone was sort of playing nice, and it, you know, it was obvious to like Bryant, he was going to be the first one to go. But now it's getting a bit Game of Thrones because you know, basically Trevor's chatting to Courtney, and again straight away he's throwing Cat under the bus there, and that uh, you know. Cat was trying to get Chloe to be blocked, and you know Courtney was not—he was not holding up. You know, Trevor was one of the OGs, and he obviously feels like he's on safe ground there. But I think later on, you know, in the next episode, that starts—I think—starts to work against Courtney because Trevor can figure out that you know Courtney and River are thick as thieves, and she's trying to figure out well. If those two are thick as thieves, and Chloe's kind of in there as well at the moment, then if I'm going to survive this, I need to create my own little pack and also nab Chloe. You know, so she comes up with this whole uh, strategy, doesn't she? Uh, Or Trevor does, rather. You know, the woman playing Trevor, whose name I can't remember, but... um, (laughs) Me too. Comes up with it, basically, you know, uh, recruits Mitchell... And Mitchell, you know, I, I, I can't imagine planning in it is his best trait. You know, I think he is intuitive, as, as I was just saying. But Trevor spelled it out. This is how it's got to be. This is what we've got to do to break that kind of alliance between River, Courtney and Chloe and then get them over more to our side. Mm. Good game playing though, Dave, isn't it? Considering nobody's really met good. each other. I, and I, I'm so glad that you bought into this series because that's what i like about the circle it's the fact that nobody sees anyone face to face you're relying on text messages that are either fake or they're hidden behind a catfish it's so good and it's also good when somebody has got people like mitchell has and his brother had in the last series they've got people weighed up like that and what they're saying is what we're thinking because we can see who is who i think i think people like that deserve a round of applause because it makes mm. a circle and when you get people saying well i think that person's genuine and you know full well it's not i'm like oh my god <laughs> you've read that completely wrong so i love that i love trevor's done it a couple of times with, with emily i think um she said didn't she obviously trevor's a catfish was like oh no no emily's definitely who she says she is and stuff like that and he's like no she's not you know so <laughs> yeah. really good I think really Mitchell, good be- before the whole makeup thing Thing. Mitchell was like, "Yeah, Emily's totally who she says she is." And yeah. he's like, no, stop looking at the profile picture. <laughs> he's a man, Dave. Unfortunately, you know that, that, yeah, that's how he's yeah. read it. But no, great again. And and I think I think the season's got better. The first three or four episodes, it was a little bit lukewarm, but I just think as it's got on, this has become more about the psychological side of it. You know, reading the room, reading people. Mm people putting breadcrumbs in the text messages to put others off and just see who's picked up on it. Like Trevor's picked up on, you know, the, the, the whole Courtney and River thing. So, so it's going to be great as we go into the last episode, what actually is going to play out. Yeah. I, I tell you what was, what was another interesting game? Because I, I do think the makeup challenge was brilliant, you know, to, to basically see if the catfish, certainly the guys who were playing as girls, uh, you know, kind of weed them out or, or potentially put them in a, a uncompromising position but the whole designing a campaign poster for another player I thought that was really good as well but the fact that they did it in such a way so take River right he or Lee playing River he had to do a poster for John and then he sort of Got into the head of River, he put a little rainbow on there, a little rainbow heart and stuff, so people know it's River because he loves his rainbows and stuff. And when it flashes up on the screen, everyone's like, oh yeah, River's totally done that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's that's really impressive because, you know, again, I, I try and think about it if you try and do it yourself. It's like, well, I don't know what fucking, you know, a 20-year-old kid would fucking put up, you know? So, um... No, it's, I, I thought the, the campaign poster challenge was pretty good as well. So so if we look at the ratings, Dave, and this, to be fair, this is why I, I sort of see the thing with Chloe now, and I see well, that she's playing the game, but like you said, I don't necessarily think it's she's doing it right. She's just being herself, and mm. she's come top again of another chart. 
another yeah. ratings thing. It's not a coincidence. There's been at least three of the last four she's been top. But we're talking about Kat shooting herself in the foot, Dave, and straight away she's sixth. And she you fucking assholes. So <laughs> I think Kat knew she was on her way out there completely. But I do think, again, Dave, Chloe, it's for me, I'm going to be really surprised if she doesn't take home the victory. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think she's done well, like I say, and she is intuitive. Um, but I, I do think, I do find her endearing. You know, like I say, maybe all the screaming is a bit over the top, uh, but she just seems like someone who puts their, you know, wears their heart on their sleeve. And so, uh, yeah, but I mean, her and Trevor are the two top influencers, aren't they? Or, or the top two. Yes. And they become yeah. influencers in this one. And so some of that back and forth was quite interesting, you know, because, again, we've seen, um, like, when Emily was an influencer, she just wasn't getting off the fence with anything, was she? Um, and it, it's interesting when they go through all of the different um, characters. And I think, to be honest, again, I, I mentioned about Trevor realising, you know, that Courtney, uh, you know, was going after Kat and, and for throwing uh, Chloe under the bus. But then, um, you know, I think Chloe shows her hand a bit here to Trevor. You know, they're talking about, um, you know, Trevor's putting a bit of doubt in Chloe's mind about River. Um, Chloe sticks up for River. You know, he's, she's part of their gang at the minute. But then you can see these divides coming can't you because you got trevor he's defending mitchell um you know trevor's also defending cat and um you know that at all that back and forth had all gone into you know cat being the one to uh to be blocked from the circle but i do think that chloe gave away you know what trevor's strategy had to be I think Trevor, you know, had to be intuitive enough to figure out what was going on there. And then I think it's from there she comes up with this plan, you know, with Mitchell to basically disband that, that little group. Yeah, but, I mean, Dave, I think it's too little too late, though, now. I mm. think I think that's... that's it, it's great that Trevor's picked up on that, or, you know, the lady who plays Trevor, but I think as well that... It's just too late. It's too late. I know, obviously, we're seeing it in episodes, and it's not like they're filming this thing. All right, we're now on episode 11 or 12, guys. You know, it's just filmed, and then they cut it as the game just naturally runs its course. But I will say that you're right. Chloe had to do that. But I also think, as we as we go into sort of like the, the final episode we're reviewing today, is the decision was made. Kat has just messed herself up. Now, I don't know if it's... It, mm. Something somewhere... And I... And I, I, I I find it difficult. So you don't know, you watch Big Brother and you see people, or even the Bachelor Bachelorette, you see the people on the outside who have a really bad run. They mm -hmm. either come across as complete bell ends. Um, you remember the guy who had a pop at Claire, the, that fucking guy who was an Yosef. absolute wang, Yosef. And then he tried to say it was editing and it wasn't. He was just a no. prick. It was an absolute prick. I've seen stuff since he's a knobhead. We follow yeah, him on Instagram. Yeah. He just, he, yeah, he, he just, I don't know. I don't know. There's something off about him, but... In this, I don't necessarily think that it's producer-led. I think it, it, there is things they do, like you say about like the painting, the pictures and stuff like that, to sort of out people. But it's not as manipulative. It's all about who's forming alliances. And that's what I think is more organic about the, the circle, is mm. it's actually the players who dictate where the game goes. And I think yeah. that's what I love as a social experiment. I think it's really clever. Yeah, and again, I think I just like the fact that it is a game and everyone knows the rules. You don't end up with this ridiculousness of, say, The Bachelor or even Love Island, Chris, or, or any other of these reality dating shows where it's like, ah, oh, I don't think this person is here for the right reasons. None of you fuckers are there for the right reasons. <laughs> Stop being a massive yeah. hypocrite. And they're yeah. all fucking game players. But it's like, oh, yeah, I I'm here for the right reasons. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, Bullshit. so you don't get any of that kind of manipulative behavior um and so it, it, this is just us watching a game you know and, and so you don't think you you as the audience are being manipulated as such you know and and uh, what you're seeing is completely fake 
I think the one thing I would say, there's a heavy bit of editing going on, isn't it? Uh, isn't there? Because when they come up with some of their responses, sometimes, Chris, I, I see a player and they're in a position, you know, where they're like, oh, God, how do I respond to that? And then they come out out with an absolute brilliant response. And I'm like, under pressure, I wouldn't have been able to come up with that, I don't think. But I think they they probably take a little bit longer. They don't respond straight away. You know, they, they're probably just, they probably edited that. So they, you know, it looks like they're responding straight away. It's funny, you know what? That's a great point because when I've watched it and there is times where, you know, so like what happened with Jack as Emily, there was conversations there straight away about the makeup thing and that. And I, and when you watch it, I'm thinking, is he responding straight away or is it mm. like, give me five minutes? Is that what they say? Because like you say, they're going to edit the response. So to me, you and the audience, it looks like it's going back to them within 10 seconds. But yeah. that isn't sometimes, probably, I would probably be one of the worst or the best contestants on the <laughs> on this because you, you would be good at articulating yourself because you would take a step back and go, hang on, why have they said that? Whereas I would just react and go, fuck you, you know, or whatever, and I'd, I'd react and then go, oh, I've just been played. I'd, I'd probably get exposed straight away if I was trying to be a catfish. But So I think that is a great point. It's about how you play the game. If you play it reactive, which is, is in my nature to just be a bellend and jump in there feet, fo- feet first, then I probably would get exposed. Whereas I think someone like yourself, you would play it cooler. You, you would think, hang on, what's that about? You know what I mean? Like you'd read, you'd actually read the question, whereas I wouldn't, I just dive in there. <laughs> I think together we even each other out though, because sometimes, I mean, we, we get the circle awards, don't we? It's a bit, bit like the Academy good, yeah. Awards kind of thing. And I mean, you see the difference. So so different players get different awards, don't they? Chloe gets sexiest player. A comedy award goes to Courtney. Um, didn't quite understand that one, to be honest. Uh, but but no. best performance award goes to Mitchell, and he doesn't like that at all. And he puts <laughs> no, out he like a, a bit of a half jest response, but not really. You could tell he was he was wounded from that. But when the lifetime achievement award for kissing ass goes to Mitchell and River as well. You can see Lee is just laughing and he's like, oh, that's brilliant, you know, and, and sends a message to that effect. Whereas Mitchell, like, he just, at that point, he is offended and he gets defensive about it. I think sometimes I, I can do that. You know, if, if someone's absolutely give me a kick square in the balls, you know, but, uh, on whatever platform, uh, sometimes I, I don't react that well, to be honest. <laughs> So and and you can do yeah. so so you yeah you are almost like you're one of two ends of the scale. <laughs> I am I'm never in the middle. Fucking, there's no middle ground. You're you're either like fucking size nines jumping right in there, or you come up with a circle like very diplomatic response. So yeah, I think, <laughs> I think true, we'd that, even it? each other out. I think it I think it depends what mood I've been done it, Dave. If someone's gone for me and I'm like, I'm not having that, then it's a full on scale argument battle. But if I'm not that bothered and I sort of go, actually, they're, they're right, then yeah, you're right. I'll be very dip- diplomatic. As you know, I am usually our PR guru, are when we have these sort of situations? <laughs> I don't know how I'm good at that, but I am pretty good at diffusing you are, that. But you are definitely. If if someone comes to personally a goal for me, then yeah, I'm rolling the sleeves up, Dave, and we're going into battle. <laughs> yeah. And then then Horrocks goes into the hedge, Homer Simpson style, and goes nothing to do with me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I, just, I love that. I love that, it. That's some of, some of your. Um... Yeah, some of you more on the on this end of the scale, which is more emotive than than usually. That's that's when Homer Simpson comes out <laughs> and I'm banging into the edge. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you every time if someone's had a go for us and they've had specifically had a go, you always send me that Homer Simpson one. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's not like you're on your own there, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing in this one. So, um, so Chris, we, we've just got the final to go now. What what are your predictions? I think it's going to be Chloe, Dave. I think Chloe's going to win it. And then I don't want... I think Courtney might get second, but I want, I think, River or Trevor 
I'd probably want Trevor to win the whole thing because I think she's played it really well. And mm. it's so bad that I can't remember her name. So I apologize, everyone, if you're screaming at us. But but I do think that Chloe's going to win it. I do. I think I just think I can't see any other result at the moment. Yeah, I, I can't either. And I think Trevor's roll of the dice was really to try and get Mitchell on side and then, you know, try and get him to build a relationship with Chloe, which I think he's, he's done a decent job at. But then, you know, get Chloe to turn against Courtney and River. But as you said, I think it's probably a, a little bit too late. Um, just going back to episode one, though. So Delisa is her name. Ah, so right, who's, I apologize. Who's playing Trevor. Oh, no, yeah. there's that, that many reality shows, Chris, that many names and these nonsense celebrities. <laughs> you just sort of put it into your short-term memory, don't you? And then you, you sort of move on to the next show. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I agree about Chloe. I think I think River's got a good shout to be in uh, in second place. I think Trevor could have been up there, but she's kind of gone head-to-head with, you know, River, Courtney and Chloe. So I think even that, well, it's more River and Courtney, I think. You know, Chloe's still got the goo-goo eyes for Trevor, hasn't she? So I, I, I just don't think she'll be able to split that pair up and she'll end up on the rough end of it. Especially now it, Mitchell is all kind of emotional and he's feeling a bit butthurt over his uh, Lifetime Achievement Award for kissing. <laughs> and, and we're talking about autocorrect. <laughs> Kissing gas. <laughs> how it was in my notes, but um, so yeah. I, 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 I want to know how he reacts in the first part of the next episode because he was he was pretty mad. He was. He looked pretty good. He looked good in that full gear, Dave, with the red carpets and that. They all look good, to be fair. But yeah, brilliant. And I will say, Dave, just just a little segue off uh, as we come towards the end is. I want to thank Lauren because I read that email again, Dave, and it's brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> it is pure circle. She has actually turned me slightly towards Chloe, even though she is annoying. But but I do think she, I Chloe, think she probably deserves Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, Chloe. Not, not Laurel. Not Lauren. No, Lauren, don't send me another email, no, please. You said uh, didn't you? Oh, Loza. No, no, I'm, I'm calling her Lauren now, Dave, even if she's going to call me Christopher. So, yeah, Loza, no. That was you, that, by the way, Dave, not me. But what, what I would say, <laughs> no, you just called her Loza. I've not called her Loza today. Oh, right, I mean, right, okay. <laughs> I'm definitely Homer in that one. But no, it was a brilliant email. It made, made me laugh, to be fair. But as Lauren is on our Patreon, Dave, big thanks to her again. Patreon.com, good segue, that one, forward slash CD Reality Cast. Uh, if you want to support us, big thanks to Lucky Lulu Green and Kent Gustafsson as well. But Dave, something that really upset me yesterday that you sent me, and I did send you back the Brooklyn, is it Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, gif, which was the one where it says, I'm just going to go and cry, because you did tell me that Love Island UK and US are running simultaneously. <laughs> So it looks like, yeah. If 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 somebody <sighs> wants to pay me and Dave our <laughs> wages for two months, we're happy to cover it daily. But I was like, oh, not again! Remember last time? Oh, we were, oh fucking hell! We were watching them recorded, watching them recorded. How the hell we did that after work, Dave? I do not know. That was a long slog. It was great, but oh my word. I love Love Island. It's my favourite one. But yeah. I just, I can't believe they're putting them together. Yeah, it's it's a shame that, isn't it? Because we, I mean, we can't do both. We we did both. Uh, and it wasn't even for the full duration. I, I do think they're quite close together. I'm sure it's June uh, when I looked. Uh, but yeah, it nearly killed us, didn't it? We were just so happy <laughs> when that finished. Like, thank fuck for that. You know, we just can't do that again. So we're gonna have to figure out what we do, Chris, because we do know that we have loads of podcasts um, in the UK that cover Love Island as well. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I, and given our conversation, given you, you fucking patriot, with your hand on your <laughs> chest, you know, I, I'm sort of leaning as well, a little bit to the US one. But Dave, 
The thing is, it was my fault that we didn't cover the US one. We had no intention of covering it. And in the episode, Size 9's here just decided to go, oh, I think we should do the US one as well. And then everyone's like, yeah, you do. And that's where Dave Horrocks got his Chris Phelps voodoo doll and was stabbing it remote very, very quickly. Like, you absolute wanker. Because it, it created a monster, that, did it? And, and every time we were just fatigued, you just kept going, you are a prick. You are. <laughs> <laughs> we just took on the gin. <laughs> you don't think of the watching, though, do you? You know, you think of no. the recording, the editing, the promoting, all of that stuff. But you forget the fact that if you're doing two a day, it's, it's fucking two hours of watching. <laughs> <laughs> And then that's just the start. That's just the entry criteria to be able to talk about it. So, yeah, this time we're going to make a judgment call on one. um, But, you know, Chris, I'm sort of, as as I'm saying the words, I'm thinking, you're going to fucking broke me in again, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But we'll have to figure it out. So, Chris, we can now watch the final and find out who bloody wins this thing. Exactly, mate, and I'm looking forward to it. So, no, it's been, it's been a good little uh, mini-series, this for us, a bit of a filler between that, because the Bachelorette starts soon, Dave. We might... <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. So that's the next one for us, isn't it? Katie's season. Oh, my God. So um, I'm intrigued, intrigued, um, you know, to see how that goes, uh, you know, in this post-Chris Harrison world. And and I just want to see if all the, you know, Chris Harrison was just one problem there, but there's so many different problematic issues with that bloody show. Um, I I just want to see if this is a little bit better. Yeah, me too. Me too. And obviously, it was all bullshit the way Katie left that series anyway. From nowhere, she went from being Matt's like number two to all of a sudden just being a friend from nowhere. And then and Viality Steve had said only that basically she got pulled because they were going to use her, which the validity of the whole relationship thing just brings it into question. So let's see, Dave, because all of a sudden she was fighting for all the rights for everyone from nowhere. So, so yeah, we'll see. I did like her. I did think she was great against Victoria in that, but I wasn't convinced the way she got pulled from that series. So, yeah, we'll see. All right, mate. Well, thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time. Take care, mate. Bye.